Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. What is going on everyone and welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now today I've got for you a very special pro revenge video. Why is it special you ask? Well, I've taken three of the very top rated posts from r slash pro revenge from literally all time and compiled them all into this amazing little vid. Now today's first story is um nothing short of exceptional. Pretty much one stepmom decides to give away her son's PlayStation 4. So in response, what does he do? Well, he sells her house. Genuinely, like makes her homeless. It's amazing. Let's get straight into it. My hag of a stepmom gave away my PlayStation 4 while I was away in college. So I rent out her house while she was on her honeymoon with her newest husband. I am an only son. My mum died of ovarian cancer at only 55 five years ago. It broke my dad's heart. They'd been together since college and were the same age, with my dad being a month older. I'm 22 years old and I'm about to graduate college with my degree in chemistry when the main events start to occur. I went to college on a full ride scholarship. This is important for later. My dad met my new stepmom when she was my mum's nurse at the hospital where she spent her final days. My stepmom, Grace, played all the right notes to gain my dad's trust. She was empathetic to him, nurturing, comforting after my mum passed. I was 17 and old enough to sense that she was just trying to weasel her way into getting my dad's resources but it was up to my dad if he wanted to be in a relationship with her. I was in my final year of public school and I just won a scholarship to attend college out of the country the following year. My dad mourned my mum for a year and that whole time Grace would check in on him by phone every month or so. In my opinion, to scope out the possibility of sinking her hooks in him. After a year passed, Grace took the gloves off and went hard after my dad. Grace was only 40 when she and my dad started seeing each other. I didn't like her, but at the same time, my dad at least didn't seem so depressed anymore. So I tried to be less pessimistic about her and give her the benefit of the doubt. In my gut, I didn't trust her though. But we're Scandinavian, and at least in my family, the son doesn't tell his father what to do or even offer any opinion. Grace is from the Czech Republic, if you're wondering. My father was a very successful banker during his career and amassed quite a portfolio of wealth. I'll spare you the details, but after six months of dating, Grace and my father got married. My dad never really got over my mum though, and he was getting weaker and weaker, even though he was only 57. Since his health was fading, he called me to him and asked me point blank, boy, what do you need to set you up in this life? I told him I don't need anything. I'm a man and I can take care of myself. But what are you even talking about, dad? You're gonna be around for decades yet. 
I did remind him that he had living sisters with children, my aunts and cousins. I also reminded him that I had a full scholarship to college, so don't worry about giving me any cash. Unfortunately, though, he was dead only a year later at 59. I, of course, have seen lots of Hollywood movies, so I considered the conspiracy theory that maybe my dad's nurse wife poisoned him and made him sign over all his money to her, but I really honestly don't think that's what happened. Other relatives didn't like Grace either, but they knew my dad was totally in love with my mum and that her death utterly broke him. Well, long story short, my dad bequeathed his five-bedroom house to me even though I wasn't expecting it and didn't ask for it. He also gave a small endowment to each of his sisters and their children. He left about 80% of all his existing money to Grace, which amounted to several hundreds of thousands of dollars. My dad ignored me because he's generous to a fault and still gave me several tens of thousands of dollars, which were, of course, very useful to me. Grace tried to put on a friendly front, but I could tell that she was angry as heck that she didn't get my dad's house, too. That belonged to me and I had the legal papers to prove it. She was especially mad because we live in an extremely upscale and trendy location and houses are hard to come by and easily sold for a massive profit. During the first few months after my dad's death, I had the nauseating, creepy experience of knowing that Grace was trying to fill me out to see if I might be into a little relationship with her. Um, gross. She still stayed at the house though, because over the last three years, she'd gotten used to living there and acting like she owned it. And even though I officially owned it, I was always away at college and only visited my dad's old house once every couple of months. And even then, it wasn't to see Grace, but to see my cousins who lived just a few miles away. I downplayed the fact that it was really my house. And over the months, I think Grace gradually forgot that she really had no legal right to the house at all. She probably believed that sooner or later, because I never asked her for any of the hundreds of thousands of my dad's dollars that she now had, that I was somehow independently wealthy and would just give up my house to her. I knew that I would eventually hydrogen bomb this female dog when she started dating some new guy only five months after my dad was in the ground. And one time when I came home from college after graduating, she and her new boyfriend, some sleazy looking D-bag named Ivan, who was only a few years older than me, were acting like I was a guest in my own house and that they owned it. Well, you know what? I played along. Grace told me she gave away my PlayStation 4 to Ivan's cousin because I'm too old to play with video games. That was when I changed. I don't even know this mother effer and you give him my PS4 to give away to some other idiot who I also don't know? I quickly changed all my network passwords that same day. I smiled, but I knew what I had to do eventually. She also said that her and Ivan were getting married because she can't just mourn your father forever. I have to move on with my life. I then tell her that I just graduated college and I've already secured employment with a little local firm and that I'll soon find a new place to live. She looks thrilled, especially the part where it looks like I'll soon have a new place to live. Then in a patronizing way, she tells me, you always have a place in our house though. You're welcome to stay whenever you please. Yeah, thanks Grace. Really generous of you. What I really say is that I will probably have a new place in three months. She says that's wonderful because she intends to go to her homeland to have a wedding with Ivan and afterwards have her honeymoon. 
She assures me it's a local affair. Otherwise, I did invite you, honey. And anyway, I know you're so busy. I congratulate her. She then asked me if I can watch the house for her. Watch my own house? Uh, yeah, sure. But what I really say is, of course I'll take care of the house. I am careful to not say your house, though. She and her D-bag fiancé, who I am 100% sure is only there for Grace's money, ironically, go on their trip. And I immediately put out advertisements in rental websites offering to lease my house. I hire movers and have all of Grace's furniture and possessions boxed up and put into a storage rental facility. I retain all of my parents' furniture that they had before my dad met Grace. Locks changed. All of them. Within days, I am inundated with dozens of inquiries regarding my amazing furnished house with fantastic views. I rent it to a wonderful young family a barrister and his school teacher wife and their two preteen children. They pay me their first and last month's rents and sign a lease for a year. I warn them about my crazy stepmom who thinks this is her house, but I present them with contact information to my lawyer, the same lawyer my dad retained, in case they need any assurance that I'm on the level. I also give my lawyer the information about the storage facility, including the fact that I generously paid four months of storage in advance, which is a whole month longer than Grace's Czech honeymoon adventure. I then found a great apartment in the city near my new place of work. There, I met a woman in a restaurant I frequent at night after a long work day. We've been dating six months now and are engaged to be married. Grace, of course, tried to shriek and cause trouble when she realized she got kicked out of my house, but my lawyer quickly shut her mouth without me ever having to speak to her garbage face again. From what I hear, her and her trash husband left the country, and I assume they're blowing through my dad's money and will soon be broke, like chavs usually become, when they taste a little bit of what they think is the good life. So maybe Grace will go and try and exploit some other lonely man into giving her his money. Speaking of money, the house that I rent out is generating so much that I'm not only able to help pay for my cousin's college, but I moved into a larger apartment of my own together with my fiance. I love my job, but really, I could survive solely on renting my dad's old house. And to think, if Grace had only been cooler and nicer, I might have let her stay at the house just to be a good sport. And definitely if she stayed the heck out of my room. But no, she had to act all proprietary, so I had to make her homeless as a wedding gift. Oh, and just a little postscript, I bought another PS4 even though I didn't even use my old one that much. It didn't matter. It wasn't for Grace to give away. You don't give away other people's things. You give away your own things. Which is why I chose to kick Grace out of my house. Because it's mine. And I decide who stays here. And there you go, guys. That is why you never steal someone else's PlayStation. Because it could end up costing you your home. I mean, to be fair, obviously, this woman seems like an absolute cow anyways. Just leeching on a man that is mourning the death of his wife. Look, maybe we don't know enough context there. Maybe that's just the way it came across. Maybe she was nice. Who knows? Certainly doesn't sound it. And one thing that I absolutely love is that Ivan the Great is doing the exact same thing to her that she did to your father. It's beautiful. You can see it coming from a mile away. She's got mug rain on her forehead, the crazy cow. I mean, you could even call her an absolute disgrace, but that wouldn't be a good joke. So don't call her that. Anyway, let's move on to our second story. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, then now moving on to our second story. Now, to be honest with you guys, this has probably happened to quite a few of you listening, watching right now. But um, anyway, apologies if it might hit close to home. Uh, we've all been there. Sticking a girl who's been using me with a fat bill. I've really liked this girl for a while that I met at a lifeguard certification course and I talked to her while I was there and we, I thought at least, ended up hitting it off. We exchanged numbers and social media and all that and we messaged for a few weeks before I asked her out to a movie, which she accepted. We'd been going on casual dates, nothing too serious and we weren't hanging out at my place or her place, even though I'd hinted at the idea, for a few weeks before one of her friends, someone that was also at the lifeguarding course that I met and kept in contact with because he was cool, sends me this screenshot. All right then, so let's have a look at this screenshot. As you can see, text messages, aren't you an OP going out now? And then the girl replies, not really, but as long as he keeps paying for everything, I'll let him take me out more. Girls gotta eat. Oh, why you gotta do him like that? She's just, yeah, hands up in the air, getting free food, I guess. Not really interested in the guy. Sucks to see, man. Sucks to see. Anyway, her friend said he felt bad for me because I was nice and that she does this often to other dudes. After seeing this, I asked her to go on a nice date with me to a hibachi grill restaurant, 20 to $40 plates, and premium desserts are served here. I got the most expensive thing they had, and so did she. We both got fancy ice cream and multiple refills on drinks. I complimented her a lot and smiled consistently before getting up to go to the bathroom and leaving. I was also her ride. About 45 minutes after, I get furious texts from her saying that she had to have her mum come down and pay for it because she didn't have the money on her and that we were done. Look, I know it's not a lot and it sucks because I thought she was actually into me, but it felt pretty nice leaving her that way. Now, look, I know that some of you watching right now probably think that was a little bit over the top, a little bit too harsh, a bit immature, but in my opinion, it was nothing short of exceptional. That's karma right there. Look, if you're going to accept meals off someone who's paying for them, that's one thing and that's okay, but only if you're actually interested in the person and dating them and, you know, having some sort of future with them at least. You can't just accept free meals while you're kind of just, you know, towing them along, not really interested in them at all, just getting the free food. Nah, come on, that's so disrespectful. Yo, comment down below, guys. Have you ever been in OP situation, you know, where you, maybe you go for a few dates with a girl and uh, you're paying for the meals and then after a while, she's just like, yeah, by the way, I never fancied you. Uh, well, no, yeah, me neither. Anyway, let's carry on. You know what's actually quite weird? Some of the comments below the story are saying, oh, you should never have done that. Maybe she was just making her mind up. But no, she clearly had already made her mind up as, as shown by those texts, right? And I think it's just bad leading you on, causing you to spend so much money for no reason eventually. Like she knows that you like her, otherwise you wouldn't be doing this. So it's pretty obvious she's just using you. Sorry, dude. 
happens to the best of us. All right, then now moving on to our final story of today's episode, how I ended up with my boss's job. I was working for an advertising agency, a pretty big one, and I had an unethical manager. Well, when I started out and met him, I realized that he was going to be one of the most unethical managers that I've ever dealt with. He'd order his sales reps to do things that would increase his bonuses, which are based on margins. For example, say a client decided to buy product XYZ and their spend was $2,000 a month, he'd want the agent to put up products ABC and keep the spend at $2,000, even though the client didn't agree to that. The fact is, the clients generally wouldn't notice, but if they did, it could cost you your job. I was the guy that refused his demands. He'd tell me to cheat the clients and I would refuse. He'd get mad, I wouldn't care. This went on for quite a while. Now, there is something that I don't tell people very often. I live in a one-party consent state, which means so long as I'm aware a conversation is being recorded, I can record it without informing the other party. Now, I had just upsold my largest clients, making him even larger, but I didn't sell the products my boss wanted me to sell. He demanded I switch things around. I refused. I told him I sold the client XYZ. That's what we agreed to. I'm not going to change that without the customer's permission. His exact words were, If the customer, this is your largest client. I need him on ABC or I'm not going to make my number. I'm sorry, but you and I both know ABC isn't right for this client. And that's why he didn't buy it. You're fired. If you can't follow instructions, you're fired. After confirming he was dead serious, I said, If you do that, I'll have your job by the end of the month. I went home and I didn't think he'd go through with it. But sure as heck, next morning, I'm locked out of all our systems. I call tech support and get told that I've been fired. So who do I call? Well, I call our regional vice president and tell him I have several recordings I think he should listen to. Remember, my boss ordering me to do unethical things wasn't uncommon. So I meet up with my RVP and play six different recordings that I'd saved showing my manager was pushing his agents to break the law. To which my RVP leaned back in his chair and let out a sigh, knowing he had to fire my manager. Having a sales manager that is forcing his reps to break the law is just bad business, at which point I asked my job back. He agreed that I would get my job back and asked me to take the week off and call him on Monday. He told me he'd talk to payroll and make sure I got paid for this week as well. FYI, he fulfilled all of his promises with me. Although I missed the payday, but got back pay later, so I was fine with that. That Monday, I come into our Monday morning meeting, in which my RVP was there, and he informed the entire team that my boss had been fired, and why. He also mentioned that if anyone wanted to apply for his job, there was now an opening. So I, of course, applied, and after three rounds of interviews, I got my promotion. Sure as heck, I was right. I did have my boss's job by the end of the month. It was glorious the first day, walking into his office and sitting in his nice, big, comfy chair. Honestly, I don't know OP's gender, and it's 2021, so I'm not about to assume and get myself cancelled, but the balls on OP. Oh my god, it's just insane to say when you're being fired, if you fire me, I'll have your job by the end of the month, and then to go through with it 
is sensational behavior of the highest accordion. And also, did you know, according to recent studies, most people won't realize that there was an instrument at the beginning of that sentence. Another unbelievable stat. It's incredible. OP, you're a legend. Um, I'm kind of waffling now. Probably best to end the video. But you know, I might just keep going. Who really cares? I'm just, you know, flummoxed by the balls. Balls of OP. You could just hold them in your hands. Imagine saying that to your boss. Yeah, look, I get it. Obviously, OP has dirt on him and can get him fired. And they probably know that. But also, that's not set in stone, right? Yeah, you have the recordings. But who knows? The VP might not listen to you. They might just say, no, you're fired. Don't want any contact anymore. It's incredible. And then to apply for the job and get it. It's elite. It is elite, guys. I'm sorry. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. Really hope you have enjoyed it. If you did and you want to see another crazy revenge video, actually, to be fair, this one on screen is even more revengeful. No, that's not a word. Vengeful? In, in, insert correct word there. Than the one you just watched. Because it's nuclear, which means that it's explosive. Click it. Also click this. Also click your mother. Let's just end it there. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.